Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host and on topic today is you. You are on my heart, my mind. And the message that I am feeling drawn to, to tell you is you are capable of resolving your conflicts. And it can take four words. Those four words, and I'll give you the backstory because this is what happened yesterday. Can we try again? That's the four words I used in order to resolve a conflict. I deal with tough situations, almost insurmountable, unpassable. Is that even a word? (laughs) I deal with situations that are hard, super tough. That's my background. That's the work I do, the work I love. But what's so interesting is to get to that work, those people had to tell themselves or believe they were not capable of figuring out their situation, their conflict, their problem, their argument, whatever it was that took them to extremes. And I'm here to tell you four words could make a change in a heartbeat, in an instant second, instant second, a millisecond. Can we try again? That's all it took. But here's the backstory. We downsized Warner Community now with people, good people. And we had a neighbor. The first incident we had with the neighbor is we're new our first week here at almost 10 o'clock at night when it's dark in a new community. Um, And we're in a secured community, but we're still with people that you don't know. We hear a rustling outside my office window. Now, we're not on street level. We're above the street level, but we're on a courtyard where other people can walk back and forth. It's blackout. I hear rustling. I think it's people walking by. Not a big deal, but the rustling doesn't go away. I open the window. I see a woman out there rustling in the plants that are directly outside my window. And I said, what the frick are you doing? So I go out there, come to find out she's watering plants outside the window. Okay. Let's not get into the details of why she's doing that. But the point is, she sees us in here. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't knock on the sliding glass door and say, hey, I mean, because there's no place. And she can see me but she says nothing. That was number two of incidences that I had with this neighbor. And the third one is, um, the third situation, the first situation is that she was walking by and you know how you crane your neck to look inside somebody's apartment, but you're acting like you're trying not to. That was the incident. And I'm sitting right there on the couch and I could see her looking in, which You know, you can be nosy. You want to know what's going on. Hey, who are the new neighbors? Not a big deal. But that was incident number one. And I went and I, so I just looked at her, but she never waved. She never said anything. She just kind of turned around and walked away. So incident one, incident two, incident three, we're sitting in our living room. I'm here with two 20 somethings. One has a baby and the other one's my daughter. And we're sitting inside the apartment. Her boyfriend, who is actually the person who is 
in the apartment next door, um, he comes over. Now we have a small deck. It's the deck is about, um, I don't know, eight feet by about four feet. So it's not very far out. Um, so he comes over, he stands out of the view where I can see him. He's off my deck and he's on the courtyard area. He's got all these toys in his hand, these little dinosaurs. Um, and I know this after the fact, but he's got all these little dinosaurs and he starts waving this 20 something out, the mama. And she doesn't say anything to me. She doesn't say anything to my daughter. And I guess he did it more than once, twice, I think. Waving her out quietly, not saying anything. He didn't walk up, knock on the door, nothing. He's standing out there. And so she gets up and starts walking out. My daughter leans forward to see what she's seeing. And she turns around to me and she goes, Mom, there's a man out there. He's waving her out. What? Mom, Mom, Mom. And so I get up. I kind of see what's, I kind of see that it's this neighbor. I call my husband. I said, get out there. And so he comes out of the bedroom. He goes out. She's already out there. I mean, even I'm feeling the pressure right now, the, the anxiety of it all right now. So I see what's happening. All of a sudden he's playing with these toys. My husband's out there. Or he finally goes out there and, and my daughter's going, mom, you know, do something. What's happening? And so what ends up happening is I go out there and now this is incident number three. And now I'm upset. You're out of my line of view. I saw his, his foot step in and then it stepped back. So I just thought it was somebody that turned around and walked away until all this happened. I go out there and I say to my husband, give the toys back. And I looked at him and I said, you're not going to go around me. This is my third incident with them. And he looks shocked. I go in the house and then we later on. So who knows what's happening? So now I have to bring down the room, deal with my daughter, deal with his other one. What are we doing? What happened? You know, what, what were you thinking going out there? You know, did you know him? What did he do? See, you can hear it in my voice, right? So we decide we want to go and try and resolve it. He's a neighbor, new neighbor, brand new. So we go out there. We go knock on his door. It's him and his girlfriend. And the girlfriend is is tr a conflict avoider. So the whole time we're talking or trying to talk, she's like, oh, no, he you know, can you guys leave? It's really great that you're here and you guys can work it out another time, but he's really busy tomorrow. He can't talk. He's not saying any of that. So we're trying. So it was like really simple, but here's the thing that happened. He launched. When we went over there, we said, we're neighbors. We want to try and get along. He said, okay. And we, you know, my husband said, you're really scared my family. And he's, you know, he said, we were just trying to be neighborly and kind of went off and he's looking at me. And so I said, you seem angry at me. And that's when he sparked. 
Yes, I'm angry at you. You disrespected me. You don't ever disrespect me. You disrespected your husband. You told him to give back those toys and you, you shouldn't have talked that way. And you don't disrespect. And he just went off. And I, she starts pacing in the room. And I'm looking at her. I'm looking at him. I deal with tough situations and I'm starting to, you know, let's look at the, let's look at what's happening. And so I say to her, why didn't you just knock on the door? We don't have to knock on the door. We're in a public area. You're living here. You have to deal with this. I can go anywhere I want. And everything sparked. Okay. That was six months ago. She has since, they have since fabricated lies. For example, we're in a parking garage. She's in the parking garage. She starts flipping me off from inside her car. And then they report it as I did it. Do you see how crazy conflict can go? Then I get a formal warning from the office. Why? Because this neighbor and the office people are very good friends. The office person spends a lot of time with him. We'll sit with him in a conference room in our building for a couple hours chit-chatting. So when they reported this, they said it was somebody else who reported it. It wasn't your neighbor because, see, the office says, I'm not partial to them. When we dug a little deeper, we found out that the person who quote unquote called her with concern, she didn't know who I was. She didn't know who we were. She didn't know if we were residences or, or where we lived. So just how did this office person decide it was us? Because our neighbor was sitting in her office directly after this. And so we tried to explain it. And so she tried to protect him saying, no, no, it wasn't him. Well, how do you identify somebody you don't know? And so when we asked her and held her feet to the fire on that, she had nothing to say. But here's the long and short of the situation. It's been going on for six months. He is avoiding. He is pissed off. You can feel it. Um, he looks down every time he sees us. He tells his child um, to avoid us. So he crawls the walls whenever he sees us. I mean, literally. He's only six years old, so he's very dramatic about it. And so you know that daddy has said something to him as well. I tried to get the office staff, look, we need to problem solve this. And she's feeling like it's just me. She's, she even said when I told her about the incident, she says, it's okay. Your neighbor already told me all about it. He said it was just a misunderstanding and <clears throat> you've just misunderstood and I said, but that's not true. Doesn't this sound like something you would go through? Incidences that you might have? She knows the work I do. And she said, I recommended to her, let's have a mediation. Let's have somebody come in. If you don't think I can do it, we can do it together. Then let's have somebody come in. Of course, she said, yes, I'll, tr I'll try. And I haven't heard from her for, I don't know, three months. So... There it is. Look at all the conflict that's happening. She tells me, the office person tells me, I am thoroughly convinced that you and him will never resolve this situation. I know that. Why? Because she's in the power position. And she knows the work I do. She knows the work he does. I've been doing this for years. She has not. And what I mean is, and it's not that I'm, pr I'm just only education. She has a high school diploma. 
She's dealing with a big company. She got there because she knows how to fill apartments. So that's, you, you just have to understand, no, no shame on that. There's no shame in it. But when you're dealing with tough, hard situations, she's not equipped. She understands that. And yet she didn't think she could do anything else because she had already made that decision. She didn't understand her power. She has the power to help resolve a situation. But because she decided, I've done all I can, she flat out told us that she didn't believe our story because the neighbor had already told her all about it. But she's also very good friends, remember? So here's where it ended up. She wants to do nothing about it. She's convinced that we can't. How many of us have done that? Um, that we're all avoiding each other. You can feel the negative vibe and talk to police. These neighborhood things, these neighbor things, issues go sideways all the time. Does she know that? No, she doesn't know that. Why? Because she's not in the field. She doesn't understand. And yet she's in the power position. So she has told him to avoid us. We're trying to figure things out, but we're seeing him around. That's pretty scary. And he is very testosterone, meaning, and I don't mean it as a stereotype. What I mean is he is a very manly man and you don't push me around and you don't disrespect me. And he's got that kind of a vibe, which can be scary too. Six months. We've been doing this for six months. And finally, I'm done. Because now what happened is, look, if you're not going to protect me, I put up security cameras, which it's legal to do. So she issued a whole new policy with his help um, and for the entire building and said, you can only have cameras this way and this way. They have to be at the very top of your door. So now she's issuing all these, these things. She's trying to problem solve, but she's problem solving for her relationship with the neighbor. The reason I'm going over time and all through the story is because you see how crazy it goes when you don't realize your power and that four words could change everything. So now she's issuing this whole thing for the building. It's so sad to see how everybody's starting to go, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? And so now she, her, she's protruding and she's oozing that spirit of resolution and solving problems like that. You know what? I'm going to force everybody now. Instead of enforcing the rule, um, which is what we advised or what I advised her to do, enforce the rule. The policy is you are not the neighbor was not allowed to do the things he did. She should have held his feet to the fire. She should have written something up, but she would not. Instead, she issues a formal warning to us, and then she has no witness to say, we actually did this except for him. And it wasn't even him, it was his girlfriend. So no witnesses, no cameras, no, because we asked for all of it, and there is an escalation of a problem. This is why things go sideways. You do not understand your power. You do not understand how good you are to be able to resolve these problems in four words. So instead, I'm tired of the game. I'm tired of a leadership in the office that doesn't understand the power, doesn't follow through with their commitment to try and find somebody that can help us resolve this. She won't let me try and resolve it. She said, I'm... I, I will never see this working out. And I said that that's so unfortunate. 
considering we know how to work it out and she doesn't. That's the business we do. I do. And so we walk by his apartment. <coughs> Pardon me. My husband and I are together and I said, you know what? I'm going to try this again. This, I'm thinking to myself, I do this all the time. Come on. But she's created such a, a, an environment of hostility. And we, will, we as people generally run in that situation. And then you eat, you, you know, you ooze um, resentment and anger and you make all these assumptions and you tell yourself these stories that they're doing. They're putting their head down because of this reason and that reason. They're parking over there. They're looking sideways. They're, and you make all these stories up. And here's what actually happened. Knocked on the door. I could hear him inside. My husband wanted to walk off. So before we walk off, I knock on the door one more time. So he rips open the door. What? And I looked at him and I said, now, how many of you would run? I looked at him and I said, can we try it again? And with that, you watch his whole body drop, his shoulders drop, his, his deep breath exhaled. And he said, yeah, I'd like that. <sighs> that is the power. You have the power. Because we've gone so far over what I'd like to go go on a podcast now, um, I apologize, but in another podcast, I'll give you other ways to resolve. Or if you want to know, just ask. <laughs>